Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Joining us now, Arthur Steinberg. He is from the American Federation of Teachers. Mr. Steinberg, good morning. Good morning, Solomon. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, um, are you going to be taking Jerry Jordan's place? Yes. July 1st, I will um, assume the presidency of the Philadelphia Federation of Teachers. And Mm -hmm. currently, I am the president of the American Federation of Teachers Pennsylvania, which is the statewide affiliate of the American Federation of Teachers, of which Philadelphia is the largest member. Got it. So, um, you know, I, I have great respect for teachers for a number of reasons. One, uh, because I, I don't believe I would be uh, where I am were it not for the contributions of teachers in my own life. But secondly, because uh, I currently run a program that works in a number of schools uh, with with our young people. And I know that our teachers face some challenges in terms of uh, the support they receive, the the salaries they receive, the benefits they receive, and and just dealing with kids who are dealing with things at home that I didn't frankly have to worry about when I was when I was a child. What is your vision for Philadelphia teachers going forward? Well, I think the the foremost thing that we have to concentrate on to deal with all those problems and issues that you just stated is um, is securing the proper funding. We've had this years of disinvestment in education across Pennsylvania, and it's particularly hit poorer cities like Philadelphia very hard. So if we can secure the, the amount of resources that we need, we can deal with all these issues. We can, number one, have world-class facilities that our kids deserve. You know, we have crumbling infrastructures now. Buildings are 70 years old and filled with mold, lead, and asbestos. And then we suffer from a staff shortage. And so by increasing the amount of money that comes into the system, we'll be able to re- recruit and retain staff so that we can so that we can teach kids properly. Remember, our working conditions are kids' learning conditions. Mm-hmm. And um, really, one of the foremost goals and missions of this union is to make sure that um, all kids receive a proper education, which will then allow them to lead a productive life and be um, and contribute to the economy. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you absolutely want that. But I think one of one of the other things, of course, that teachers deal with is the social ills that uh, our, our students are dealing with in, in their communities. Gun violence, of course, has exploded across the country. It's not just Philadelphia, but it is one of those issues that you know, our young people are dealing with, whether they're seeing it in their own uh, communities, experiencing it in their own families. You know, how do you even begin to wrap your arms around that kind of thing when your main job is just to teach the kids uh, what what they need to learn? It's it's very difficult and it's gotten worse over the years. I mean, Mm -hmm. how do you teach a child to read when his brother got shot last night. You have to deal with all those underlying issues so you can get them at a place where they're able to learn and whatever. And a lot of that comes back to money as well. You know, we need increased mental health services for kids so they can be in a good place and come to school ready to work, Mm -hmm. to learn. Mm -hmm. So in in terms of the kinds of supports that you need, and I know that all of these supports cost money, but 
you know, what kind of supports do teachers specifically in Philadelphia, what, what do they need? Well, those supports really kind of run across educational systems everywhere. But in particular, we need more counselors and social workers so that we can deal with the non-academic issues that prevent kids from learning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you need more counselors and social workers. But the thing I'm thinking about, and, and that's why I asked specifically about Philadelphia, is that, look, you know, a teacher could say, I, I, I want to go to a school district where I'm going to make more money, where it's going to be a, a better atmosphere, where the buildings are newer um, and and the supports are there. And so how do you keep teachers in Philadelphia uh, rather than having them going in, to the suburbs where they might have an easier time? Well, providing the resources that they need to to stay Nobody gets into this profession to get rich. Mm -hmm. So most of them feel that this is a calling. And a lot of the staff members that I've spoken to in the city really feel a a pull towards working in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. So if you provide the resources they need to allow them to do their job and treat them properly and and with respect. Mm -hmm. We have a problem across the country now with educators being, being disrespected and their opinions being discounted. Treat them well pay them well so they can raise their families and provide the support and help they need. And then, then they'll stay. It's a competitive process out there. Now there's shortages all over, including in in the suburbs. So to prevent our folks from fleeing, we have to give them everything they need to want to stay. Yeah. So um, we are of course talking with uh, Arthur Steinberg. He is from the American Federation of Teachers, Pennsylvania chapter. He is going to be, Uh, assuming the uh, presidency of the Philadelphia Federation of Teachers this summer. So, you know, there's a couple of things going on politically around education, specifically um, in Pennsylvania. One, on on one side, you have people trying to ban books, um, trying to keep black history from being taught, quite frankly, and, and engaging in these culture wars around schools. Um, when you come into Philadelphia, you know, how, how do you see the PFT being positioned in, in that issue? Well, I mean, we've been very adamant about the, in, the opposing book banning in favor of the teaching of honest history. We've been fortunate so far in Philadelphia that it hasn't become an issue. But I have run into that across the state, mm-hmm. not just in the suburbs of Philadelphia, but when you get out in, into like like the West and some of the more rural regions. And um, one thing I've noticed lately, if you saw in the last, last electoral cycle, a lot of these very conservative right-wing school boards um, flip. When parents get involved, they know that we believe in what kids need and we want to provide solutions for kids to learn. When they see that, they turn around and voted those people out of office. Mm-hmm. So one of our goals and missions in the next cycle is to, um, again, to return the control of these local school boards to parents that want what kids need to succeed. And as I said before, fortunate here in Philadelphia that it hasn't become as big an issue. But I have encountered it in, in some other districts, and it's really um, pretty nasty and vicious. We are working especially with our national union to make sure that we don't turn into like Florida or Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important. And so one of the things that happened recently, you know, speaking of, of what's happening on the political side. So governor Shapiro in his budget 
said he wants a $1.1 billion increase to public schools uh, with a significant portion of that going toward helping poorer schools. Yeah. Um, so I would assume that Philadelphia would, would benefit greatly from that. How do you think that money should be spent? Well, listen, first of all, I was very pleased to see the, the really the bold infusion of cash that the governor is putting into education across the state. And while I haven't seen the details yet to see how it's going to break down, I was especially intrigued and gratified by that they took the uh, Judge Jubilee's ruling to heart. And out of that $1.1 billion, about $890 million is earmarked towards dealing with the adequacy and equity of, of the systems across the state. So that the money will be targeted toward, towards the board districts that have been disinvested the longest. So hopefully that will benefit Philadelphia and some of the other poor, um, poor school districts around the state and get the kids in a, in a place where they can have an equal opportunity. Yeah. Um, one of the things I was a, li- a little distressed by, and again, I don't want to take away from the good that this budget was, that um, I'd like to see the money infused a little quicker. Mm-hmm. But there are things on top of the BEFB added in there as well. Like There's a $1.5 billion investment over five years in facilities. Mm-hmm. And as we know, that, that that's a big issue here in Philadelphia and across the state. Again, you know, rural areas as well. So we've been able to build alliances with some of the legislators from out there to help them advocate for stuff that's going to benefit Philadelphia here. Yeah. So, you know, how how quickly do you, would you like to see it? Yesterday? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like when this generation of kids that's graduating now started school. So yeah. Would wasted their education. And that would be good. Yeah. I, I hear you because, you know, and, and like I said, I do work in a number of schools and um, I interviewed the uh, school district superintendent. Uh, I believe it was... Uh, few days ago. And I I talked about how old the schools were. And so I just took a picture of the cornerstone on the uh, on the Wagner School. It's one of the schools where we work. It's in uh, northwest Philadelphia. School was built in 1927. That's that's new in this district. Man, oh, man, oh, man. It's crazy. Like the buildings are so old, like there's only so much you can do with it. Uh, because of the age of the building, of course, asbestos is always an issue because, you know, asbestos was used uh, in, in the building of, of those. But you got building. The buildings are 100 years old. Listen, the average age, I think, is 70 to 74 years old. Mm. And it's it's compounded by the fact the we were not able to um, perform regular preventive maintenance to keep the buildings up to par yeah. because of the lack of funding. So it, without this huge um, infusion of money, it's going to take us a long, long time to get the facilities up to par. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Arthur Steinberg, we look forward to you taking the helm at the uh, Philadelphia Federation of Teachers. Of course, wish you the very best in that endeavor. And I want to thank you so much for joining us this morning on WURD. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 